Hello, and thank you for pressing play on the latest edition of the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast, your weekly dip into the world's game being played right here in the Great Lakes State of Michigan. How's it going? My name is Robert Kerr. Thank you for tuning in. Hopefully everybody had a wonderful and safe 4th of July weekend. Uh, Coming to you a little bit late this week, uh, (laughs) of course, a Tuesday holiday will throw anything off, but uh, this week's segment kind of comes in at a a bit of a serendipitous time as uh, we filmed this with NZ Productions. Uh, Two young guys putting together a media production company have stepped up and helped me shoot this interview with three subjects. The Rochester Trio, uh, three Rochester Stony Creek uh, graduates who were best friends growing up, all went to three separate colleges and were able to come back each summer through their collegiate careers to play summer amateur soccer for Oakland County FC. And this year is kind of the crescendo of their uh, time in competitive soccer as they've all graduated college, all having uh, great college soccer careers and all remain very good friends. Uh, It's interesting timing. We shot this at uh, the beginning of uh, actually the end of May and they were looking ahead at this season of soccer they'll have together before they all go away and uh, go into their professional lives. And um, it's dropping now as Oakland County FC are probably involved in uh, the story of the local soccer scene here, or at least for the next couple of weeks, because uh, in USL 2 Great Lakes Division, there's only two playoff spots. And the Flint City Bucks have been beyond excellent, undefeated, and clearly are the number one seed. But the number two spot in the playoffs is well up for grabs. AFC and Arbor are in the driver's seat in second place, but can be caught by the uh, likes of Kalamazoo FC and Oakland County FC. And what makes it the story of the next couple of weeks as these three teams all play each other on Saturday night on the 8th of July, Oakland County FC will host Kalamazoo at Royal Oak High School Stadium in a must win for both teams if they want to make that second playoff position. And then Oakland County's final two games of the season are AFC Ann Arbor home and away. So potentially uh, the first ever playoff berth for Oakland County FC in the cards, they would have to put together the best streak in club history in order to do so. So the next two weeks will be big for the club and these uh, next three gentlemen. And what's a little bit, uh, uh, it was, so to to rewind, Kevin Buka, one of the three that is in this video, uh, this interview segment I've got for you, he played his final game just last week in the 4-3 thriller at Royal Oak, Oakland County FC, uh, beating um, Midwest United by a, a four to three score line, where Kevin Buka uh, played a big part in what could be his final appearance. And the guys in this interview talk about what coming together to play uh, each summer has meant to them, and what it's meant to be to just be friends throughout this whole journey. And uh, they navigate the American soccer system together as friends and. 
Um, be sure to check out last week's episode as well. Uh, coincidentally, completely, we have three high school girls who are lifetime friends that came from Rochester Stony Creek. And this interview a lot longer in the making as I've known these guys for a few years. And I've really been excited to tell their story because they're very intelligent um, and uh, what would you say? Uh, very high achieving academically as well. And so they're going to go on, no doubt, to some great professional careers, but uh, a few big games remaining for Bobby Harris and Mike Malarani, who in that 4-3 thriller last week against Midwest United had probably the best performance I've seen him in a purple shirt since probably 2019 as he's dealt with injuries and, and whatnot. He uh, had uh, two goals and an assist in that game and uh, was really a joy to see him in his full pomp once again. So three excellent players of uh, great loyalty and character. And uh, it's really a pleasure. I got to sit down with them near the beginning of the season. Uh, so thank you to NZ productions for shooting this for us. Be sure to check out the at MI soccer central uh, YouTube channel and enjoy this uh, NZ's production of the Stony Creek trio here on the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. Hello, I'm Robert Kern. I'm very excited for a very special conversation, a story with a youthful but long timeline and story arc. And that story may be coming to a crescendo this very summer after starting when these young men were just in elementary school. It's a story of friendship, athletic accomplishment, and success. I'm very excited to be joined by the uh, Stony Creek trio of Kevin Buka, Bobby Harris, and Mike Malarani. Thank you so much, guys, for uh, kind of sharing your time and uh, getting into your uh, soccer careers and the story of your guys' friendship and your uh, path through the American soccer landscape. Thanks for having us, Rob. Super excited to be here. So uh, I know you guys from Oakland County FC. You guys have uh, played for uh, the USL2 side, uh, the summer amateur club team for uh, a number four or five summers now. So I've got to know you a little bit from that small snippet of your guys' careers, but your guys' stories go all the way back to your very earliest memories. Kevin, you're in the middle. Bobby on the far side, Mike right here. Um, tell us, do you guys remember when you guys first met? Honestly, when we were talking before, I can't really put out when we first met, but then when we were talking about it, we all recognized that we met and we're all in the same first uh, first grade class in Mr. Cruz's class, so I think that's pretty cool. So first grade, and you guys have now uh, seen college graduation uh, and the college years in the rear view mirror. Do you guys remember like the first time you guys kicked the ball together? We had a lot of, of fun battles, and uh, whether we were on the same team or different teams on North Hills, uh, what is it, grass, grass yeah, field? Grass, yeah, the grass dirt field, actually. <laughs> the grass dirt field, but, uh, you know, they put two goals up there, and uh, we were always out there every day at recess playing together. So uh, it was basically uh, all throughout elementary school, all throughout middle school, all throughout high school, and then, uh, you know, just finishing up here in college. 
gotta apologize for to Kevin when we were younger and Kevin's a very good dribbler we would all try to pull on his hood to take him down because we couldn't take the ball from him so that's one pretty funny story from that thanks Bob so uh, I know you like I said I know you from the college years and I definitely know that you've uh very skilled with the ball and take a lot of fouls so that's been the story of your soccer career since first grade yeah, yeah, got a, got used to it early on because got guys like Bob just trying to pull me down at recess. So, well, that's one of the the do a yellow yellow card. It's uh, still in my game. So the uh, the old adage that uh, nobody ever really changes uh, apparently is applying here. Because uh, one of the things I admire about your game, Kevin, is the fact that you take so many hits and you bounce right back up um, each and every time. That's pretty wild. And I know Bobby uh, isn't too much of a stranger to uh, the referee's uh, card book. Yep. So it's kind of wild that uh, that's yeah. been the case for, what is it? This is like, what, 15 years? <laughs> yeah, 15 years probably. I haven't looked at the USL2 stats, but I'm probably up there for uh, yellow cards in the career. <laughs> so we'll kind of get into um, your guys' youth and kind of touch on some moments when you were young. But um, we'll kind of go back and forth here because um, you guys, obviously, you played in recess and all that. But you guys never really, you had parallel soccer careers, but sometimes a couple of you were paired up on a team and then another pair. But all three of you, even though you'd known each other for so long and played the game, never actually got to play all together until Oakland County FC in 2019. Yeah, yeah, that's that's correct. And so uh, tell me the story of um, kind of how that came about and then how it felt once you guys all got to play together. Yeah, I mean, um, we, uh, we started playing like organized soccer um, probably in uh, first or second grade, uh, RYSL, uh, just youth soccer league. We were all on separate teams playing in an in-house league and uh then um as we got older we transitioned to uh like the travel soccer league um rsc waza and uh mike and i got to play um together when uh when we were younger in uh elementary school through probably eighth grade um uh we we played together on the same club team uh for those years bobby was at waza and uh we had some fun uh fun games against each other um we'll uh we'll leave the score lines of those uh, out of this but um then I uh, went on to uh, to Vardar uh, and joined uh, their their club team there, and um, then uh, we entered high school. And then Mike and Bob got the chance to uh, to play together. You want to take it from there? Yeah, yeah. So I obviously grew up playing with Kevin at uh, Rochester Soccer Club, and then uh, once Kevin went off to academy, uh, me and Bobby played together for our first uh, two years of high school, and then uh, uh, Bobby went to Vardar with Kevin so then so so it was kind of just a back and forth of uh just two of us getting a chance to play together and then uh Bobby ended up coming back to to Vardar or to high school for Stony Creek uh our senior year and then uh after that was over after all high school soccer was done I went and played with Kevin at Vardar so it was kind of just a a mismatch of everyone uh going uh, on different teams and then uh once we got uh, to our separate colleges and came back for the summer. Oakland County was that first time where we uh, we all three got together. But uh, that first summer when you all played together, that wasn't the first encounter with the Oakland County FC, was it? No, no, it wasn't. Bob, I'll take it. Um, no, just 
remembering going to Stoney to go shoot around and seeing a team in purple playing on the field and being intrigued on what was going on in the field. And I remember uh, buying a shirt and sticking around for one of the games, which was really cool. So for the, you guys were in high school, you guys were doing quite well, but it still seemed like kind of a big deal to have uh, the, the summer league season players and team, you know, in your backyard. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome to see, especially um, we were so used to the um, the stadium at Stony being just the Stony Creek um, soccer football stadium, um, but when we were seeing it dressed up with uh, with the purple and white and all the banners, it was uh, it was really cool to see. Yeah, it's um, it's fun to have uh, such a, a competitive league. Obviously, I'm a bit of a, a bigger soccer nerd than the average person, and I, I absolutely love the uh, summer club season. You know, a big part because you guys and the club being right there um, in my hometown. But the, how should I put this? How was it? So in 2019, you'd known of the team in high school. And then when you're all three of you in purple together, um, did it feel any different being in like an organized team all together? Or did you feel like you were back on like the playground playing together? Uh, for me, you know, it was, it was always the same. Like it was always like we were just playing as kids, you know, even up to just our last game, you know, Bobby comes on in the, in the second half and looks at me. He's like, we're playing the same positions we were playing in high school. Like, <laughs> like let's just have fun. And, uh, it's kind of gotten to that point where we're, we're all just, just having fun out there. And, and just like we, have been like our whole lives and that really brings me to the point of why i wanted to uh, bring everyone together here for this conversation is because after you know your guys's college careers have come to completion and um you know you guys are also academically uh achievers as well and you have um professional lives to work towards or step towards here in the fall so the the story arc of you guys coming back to oakland county see this may very well be the crescendo of that story um so the here now uh just this past weekend we had the oakland county fc's home opener and you just said you were playing the positions you were when you were kids and uh you had an opportunity, Bobby, to uh, be a second-half substitution. Why don't you kind of walk us through the game and then into your uh, introduction into the match? Um, so I came onto the match, and Coach was saying I was going on to play striker, which I was kind of kind of shocked at first, but I was also excited to go in with uh, Mike up there up top. And basically when we came on, I know, like, when you watch the first half, it was – kind of dull like there wasn't too much going on just watching it from outside I was like I'm gonna go on there and see if we can get anything started let's see if we can like make this game a little bit more interesting and then um, we started to get chances and you could kind of even just feel like the whole environment start to like change in the stadium and then when I scored it, it was it was great just going over to the bench and all celebrating which was really cool for those who haven't uh, seen it, it was a connection of old friends. Mike brings down a longer ball, dishes it off to you on the bounce, and uh, apparently your right foot is the weaker one. Yeah, I was. Uh, we, were, we were laughing about this at practice yesterday because we were doing, we were warming up and we were taking shots on top of the box. And I was telling Rocco before the game, I was like, I absolutely hate hitting balls on or hitting volleys with my right foot 
and I go on in the second half and score a volley with my right foot, which is like super ironic, but I thought that was pretty funny. So the pictures of the celebration, you uh, you really felt that deep down in your yeah. soul uh, after scoring. Yeah, that it was night. it was like part excitement, like a little part like shock, like surprise. I was I was just pretty happy. So even after playing this game um, that we all love your whole life, you're still surprised and shocked by it. Yeah, yeah, honestly, because when I play, it's more like just passing and just trying to keep the tempo going. And then I've never really my whole life been too much of a goal scorer. So when I when I have those moments, I often just celebrate them. So, yeah. He's known for a worldie, though. <laughs> yes. So uh, if we get my goal call in the mix, I, uh, I got excited. It was a very dramatic moment in the match. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I was a little embarrassed. Maybe uh, I, I said it was the goal of your life. Uh, I hope I wasn't uh, no, I, overstepping I my it. bounds there. <laughs> well, that's very good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that uh, uh, you, you liked that call, and uh, it, w- it was an, an extremely exciting moment. Uh, Kevin, you didn't get to play in that, but what did you think of the, the atmosphere there in Royal Oak? I heard it. I'm, I'm stuck up in the, uh, the, uh, the press box up there, but I heard it was, it was a good atmosphere out in the stands. Oh yeah, it was amazing. It was uh, definitely the best uh, the best opening uh, opening game that I've seen, opening home match, um, and uh, it really was fun to be uh, uh, on the bench watching that, especially when things turned around in the second half, and especially watching the the connection from these two guys. It was like been doing this been doing this our whole childhood, and now we're we're out here doing it again. So yeah, there's a beautiful picture of Bobby running away and celebrating, and the assister, your friend. Uh, uh, Mike here right in the background celebrating uh, for you and it's wild uh, some of the the pictures that you guys shared before this interview um, there's some other pictures just like that from when you were uh, you know only waist high mm-hmm. yeah um, what are some of the um, I guess before we go back too much we'll stay in the here and now um, in the fall um, you guys are kind of going separate ways into your professional lives. Um, what was, what does this last summer here like mean to you guys and what kind of do you want to accomplish? Mike first. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, so obviously we're all going like our separate ways in fall, but it was never to the point where like, we're not talking to each other. You know, we're always in, in our, in our group chat, just saying, saying whatever. And, uh, always talking to each other. And we always tried to like this past uh, semester, we all met in Ann Arbor and, uh, had a good time there with uh, at Kevin's place. So we always try to, to see each other at least one time throughout that and, and send each other little messages throughout our seasons, whether we were having success or not, like just, just let us know that we're there for each other. So that was, that was always great. But then, uh, this year, you know, it's, it's kind of, we're all graduated. So, so we've kind of hit a point in our, in our careers where we're, we're more enjo- enjoying the times we have with each other, the times we have with like the whole rest of the team and all the other guys that we've played with for so long. So, you know, it's, it's more about enjoyment rather than making sure we're, we're in tip top shape for college and all of that. Yes. Yeah, so would you say this is more of a, 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 a you stress rather than a stress situation? Like obviously you want to compete and enjoy the moment but there isn't the the what's the next step looming is i'm sure i mean that's all part of being young is you know building towards the future and you guys were in high school and in uh, the club scene and it's all like to then do the next thing is just like i can perform here and now is ease of mind 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, it is it is definitely a little different this year, knowing that um, there isn't a college season to go back to um, in the fall. And um, it really just uh, makes you appreciate um, the opportunity this summer so much more. And uh, obviously, just like every other year, giving giving all that we can to the county. <laughs> Up the county, right? Yeah, of course. So going back a little bit. So we kind of said there was kind of a hat game of where you guys played together and then played against each other, different matches of the two of the three of you. Never the three of you until uh, Oakland County in your college summers. So um, when you guys got to high school, Mike and Bobby played high school and you were playing club. And then it kind of switched around, but largely... That was uh, the situation. And then you guys did very different paths. I think, Mike, you said it uh, when we were talking earlier. You had three different journeys and reached generally kind of the same destination from three paths parallel, but not the same path. Mike, you went on. You were uh, Michigan Mr. Soccer and went to Western Michigan. Kevin, uh, academically and on the field, excellence, and went to University of Michigan. And Bobby, you went to University of Wisconsin. And all had three different experiences while in college. I'll go to you first, Mike. Was it always your goal to go to, like when you were playing in high school, was it your goal to play collegiately? Uh, Not at all, actually. So uh, I was more just kind of an athlete out there trying to just just have fun and and play every sport I can so when I was in high school I was a three-year starter for the basketball team as well as the soccer I was the kicker for the football team so I was kind of all over the place and uh for me the with the the academy system and all that never really fit me because I never wanted to play just soccer so um I was I was kind of just uh wound up being being good enough to do it but it wasn't strictly my goal my goal was kind of just to to enjoy my time in high school and uh see where it fell from there where would you so if not for playing athletics in college where would you have still gone to the same schools you think um i'm not sure if i i would have gone to west because it's it's on the west side and it's not usually the destination that most of our uh like high school would go to but i mean after seeing it out and after being through everything I've been through, there's there's no other place I would have gone. You know, I had the, the most unbelievable time at Western, and uh, I think it was the most amazing fit for me and my family. Yeah, you were there five years due to COVID. You guys had five years. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, during your time there, Western's uh, soccer program mm-hmm. um, totally leveled up. I mean, it was on the rise moments before or mm-hmm. a couple seasons before the, uh, like, the Brandon by seasons yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. But when I, I – I'm a former – or I am a Bronco, mm-hmm. but uh, it wasn't in the same place back in, like, the, the – like 2005 or so when I was there. Um, So what was that being kind of like on the ascent of a program? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. And, and, you know, we, we could all, all feel it. And like at Western, it's like a a big family atmosphere with all the alumni and everything, just rooting for uh, Western against, against all sorts of these, these bigger teams that we come up against. And, for us to, you know, this past year uh, win our conference championship, you know, beat, beat a bunch of these bigger conference schools, go on to the, to the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament, you know, it was it was kind of a culmination of uh, 
everything that not only myself but every one of my teammates and coaches put in you know we were we were all fighting for one goal and it was it was awesome to be a part of I know one of the stats about your team that's thrown out quite a bit is you were, I think, undefeated or had a completely dominant uh, uh, record against the in-state Michigan yeah. teams. So I don't know what it's up to now, but it's it's somewhere around 13 or 14 in a row against uh, the Michigan schools. So, so whether it be Oakland, Detroit, Michigan State, or Michigan, you know, uh, our coach, uh, Chad Wiseman, takes, takes big... Uh, Big, very proud of that one. <laughs> With that said, Kevin, uh, being, you went to University of Michigan in state, um, but you went had a different path. What, how old were you, and what age group were you when uh, you you joined uh, club? Uh, yeah, so I um, I played uh, my uh, elementary school years and middle school years with um, with RSC, and then uh, I joined Vardar when I was in uh, in eighth grade, um, and I was a developmental player for the academy, which had just started at the the U14 age group, um, and then as soon as I entered high school, um, then I started uh, my my first year in the U14 academy, and uh, throughout all of high school, I played uh, in the academy system at Vardar, and um, it. Uh, eventually led me to uh, to join Michigan, um, uh, get recruited to Michigan, and commit there. So, uh, very uh, very thankful for that. So, uh, I asked Mike this: Was it always your goal to play in college? Um, for me, it, it also wasn't uh, initially something that uh, that had crossed my mind. Um, it for me and uh, my family, it's always been that education is um, the the first and foremost priority. Um, so it was always trying to. Um, go to the best academic school possible, but um, being in the academy system and seeing um, the guys that are older than you um, choose the college path—that's um, what really opened my eyes to this um, this other possibility of playing uh, playing soccer in college. Um, and eventually, um, that's that's the path that I went down to as well. So, um, made you, sense also, for me. you also won uh, an academic award while you were at Michigan, right? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I won uh, one this year. I won a couple uh, academic awards. So how were you able to find that balance? Like, obviously, I'm, I'm sure that uh, the the soccer team has high expectations of your time and energy. How are you able to balance uh, time and energy to, to, to thrive so much in what I assume is a very difficult program? Yeah, yeah, no, it, it definitely was um, was very tough. And a um, lot of a uh, lot of late nights, a lot of stressful situations. But the way that I kind of looked at it was, um, it's uh, it really comes down to like a time management skill, and that's something that will help you on later later in life. And it's a professional skill, so um, this is just uh, getting early practice at it um, in in a college setting. Just... Was it not too dissimilar? Obviously, I'm sure it ratcheted up a notch. But was playing Vardar uh, and then balancing that with you know achieving good grades in high school? Did you kind of start learning those tools of time and energy management earlier than college? Yeah, I would say I would say that was definitely um, a good prep for that. And these guys can attest to it too. Like they they saw what um, what the training schedule was like. We weren't training as much um, as we do in a in a college season, but we'd still have the. 8 30 to 10 30 uh, at night trainings uh, as high school students and then waking up what 6 30 the next morning uh, to go to school so um there was always uh, uh that balance that we had to to find between uh, academics and athletics even in high school um was there ever a time when uh i mean because academically achieving that to get to michigan 
is something that is a goal f- one like one could be a one main goal and then getting a college being on a division one college team is also someone it could be a singular goal um it, it just seems incredible to do both at the same time um wh- wh- what did you do to find like a little bit of a pressure release to to to, to, to not have uh those big goals like what is like some of the, the ways to to balance that because i'm sure you can't do those two hugely difficult things all the time yeah it's um i remember like just the recruiting process in general is uh is pretty stressful um especially when you when you kind of look at it in that sense like you have this academic goal and this athletic goal that you're trying to essentially fulfill at the same time um but even through the recruiting process i think the best advice that um, you could give is just to, uh, to live in the moment and um, really try to take in um, all the visits, all the opportunities that you get when you're being recruited um, and to not necessarily focus on, uh, on the, the end goal, which you may not know. Like I, I had no idea that I was going to um, end up at Michigan. Um, I, it, it was something that came about in, uh, in two weeks' time. It was never really um, something that was too, too much on my radar and didn't really seem like that big of a possibility, but, um, a lot of things can change really fast recruiting. And, um, I'm sure these guys can, uh, can say the same thing about that. So we'll move to you, Bobby, you, um, obviously in the the same group, same timeline as these guys, but, and you went to a different school than all of them. And then, but you had a mix of both high school and the club world kind of explain kind of like that path and how, uh, you ended up at Wisconsin. Yeah, so initially, so I only played high school my sophomore year because I was younger for my age. So freshman year, I was still playing club. And then so sophomore, it was uh, me and Mike played mostly on the same team. And I thought it was, I thought it was a great experience. Just, it was more like, it was, it was prioritizing like winning and like uh, different like tactics, like, like being as good as our team could be, but most of it was just bonding with different teammates, going out to eat, going up to like uh, Northern Michigan for like a trip at the start of the year. And that's probably what I remember the most out of that. But eventually I wanted, or I was kind of what they were talking about with like recruiting. I was stressing about trying to get my name out there. So eventually I thought it would be good to go to Vardar and, um, I had a really good time there, and we were um, our junior year. We were fourth in the country, and we like we were unreal. Like we went to the showcase down in Florida, and we were we were everyone was there to see this team that was ranked higher than us, and we ended up beating them six zero on like the main field with everyone watching. So that was like a really good memory. And um, from playing academy there, I got. Um, recruited by Wisconsin just from playing uh, up in Minnesota with the coaches watching there. So it definitely helped me uh, get to Wisconsin, yeah. So looking back on it now, I mean, being an old fogey, uh, you can definitely, like, I wish I knew then what I knew now. And the position you are and the kind of the time that you are in your own personal timelines, what could you say to folks? You said that you guys kind of noted that, you know, the recruiting process was a little bit stressful. What, where do I play? Where do I go? Which tournaments do I do? You know, it seems like those decisions are all kind of fraught from the position now, kind of with all, some of that in your rear view, 
kind of like what kind of guidance would you give to you know high schoolers kind of with the same kind of aspirations that you guys had yeah so we were, t- we were talking a lot about this like before the interview but um kind of from that conversation more of what i learned is just a lot of like you can be thinking all the time to be be going to the next level but you might miss up on some of the or some of the experiences that you have in club and you might not be able to ever like appreciate what what you had and like a lot of the memories I have from the club experience might not have been wins they might have been just like hanging out with different friends on the team making good relationships so I feel like that's pretty important and then also the other main thing is just making sure you can do everything that you can control so just trying hard in training and not focusing too much on the recruiting and a lot of the other stuff that might happen and kind of the same question to you uh kevin um what could you relate or what could you uh tell maybe younger you or players now that are you know realizing they're they're getting pretty good um and maybe want to take it to the next level what from your position now with college and rear view what what, what wisdom can you share yeah i'd say um it's definitely like if I were to put myself back in uh, in high school, it's pretty daunting um, trying to figure out what the best path is um, to get to where you want to get to, whether that's um, playing Division One or just playing soccer in college in general. But um, looking at all three of our journeys, it's it's very clear that there's no set path um, to reach that end goal. Like you got Mike played uh, high school soccer um, and and got to play Division One uh, soccer. Bobby uh, played academy and high school, and then I uh, played academy the whole time, and uh, we, we both made it, we all made it to the, the same level. So um, we all attended uh, college camps, um, made it to a few showcases. Um, there really is no no set path to, uh, to reach your end goal. So you think that maybe uh, just kind of sending a message of like, don't stress that there's one specific way, like if you don't go to this one school or if you don't join this one academy, it's not necessarily, you know, lights out? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, there, there are going to be opportunities um, everywhere you go, at every level, at every club, at every high school, at every academy. So, uh, just making the most of those opportunities that are afforded to you is the, probably the best advice. Mike, you played through high school, and then you end up having a successful collegiate career. What, what can you say in the same vein um, as as a player who who played almost exclusively high school in high, uh, high yeah, school? Yeah, so. Um... I, I would go high school soccer and then go off to my to my different sports and then and then come back to club in the spring season. So, from my experience, um, I've always been of the mindset to say if if you're like a good enough player and if you're doing all the right things that that uh, the college coaches will find you. And I'm not someone who. Obviously, I think it benefits to, to, and you can get more eyes on you in the academy system. But I think if you take advantage of your opportunity and you just enjoy yourself, I think it'll all work out in the end. And if if you take advantage of uh, those those chances that you get, but obviously with uh, with the academy system, you you have a lot more chances and you have a, have a chance to get a lot more eyes on you. I would say. And so. If a coach says you, you got to go to my academy, you might not get a chance. Like, would you say, you know, you tell them to, to pump yeah. the brakes? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I was always of the mindset that um, you should you should be able to do whatever you want, and that and that's kind of what I did. So I I was I was a high school player my my whole career and ended up having the, the best time I could have in that sense. So um, 
I, I would never be be someone to tell tell a kid you got to go do this, you got to go do this. I think it if if you're if you're good enough and uh, if you're doing all the right things, it'll it'll work out for you in the end. The soccer landscape. We're kind of bringing it back to the summer ball conversation. Thank you for your your advice to to the younger ones. Um, you guys have been around for five years. the The landscape is is ever changing of uh, the summer ball. Um, what kind of changes have you guys noticed uh, in your time uh, around uh, the the summer club game? Yeah, I'd say. I mean, first and foremost, like. Uh, we all joined Oakland County when um, uh, uh, they were playing in the UPSL, and um, now we're we're in USL League Two for the last what well, this will be the third third season that we've been able to play uh, in USL Two, and so um, that's that's a big change in itself. Just the the ever changing leagues and um, divisions within each league. Uh, we have different teams that we play against um, every summer. Seems like for the most part, um, but. Uh, that that's that's part of what makes it so fun. You never know um, exactly how how the summer is going to shape out and um, what kind of players you'll see or come up against. Obviously, you know it, the summer seasons and the, just the club ball and just even um, academy teams or not maybe not academy but youth clubs are adding um, the kind of senior teams like Jags and, and Nationals and others are adding like senior and Midwest are adding like senior level teams to their youth club where at one point like once you hit 18 you went into college you know it, you know your time at the club was done what do you think has inspired the like the traditional youth and powerful bigger youth clubs to to add that uh, senior element to their programs I, th- I think one of the things could be just uh give good players on their teams opportunities to play against higher level competition at a higher age. So like um, someone before going into a college scene would get like better level competition so that they can possibly like thrive at the next level. With the, the imperfections and the, the rotation of teams, teams coming and going, leagues coming and going, what do you kind of hope changes or solidifies like for the like the next generation of players i i, I kind of just wish there was more of a set structure especially for lower league soccer in the u.s um kind of the way things have gone for in history have been clubs have gone out of business and clubs new clubs form and new leagues form and new old leagues go away and when all that happens, history dies. And the main argument in the U.S. today is that U.S. soccer does not have history, but it would have had history if you have clubs like clubs that were formed out of like worker, like different workers in a certain town would have still been alive today. It would have been much more similar than what you see in like other countries. So it's kind of hard to go from there to the next point because I was going to say, so you'd say the lack of history and kind of like, so it's always been fractured. And like, because there was a time where, uh, you know, pre-war back in the 30s and stuff, there was those like factory teams and ethnic group teams and whatnot. But, you know, for for a variety of reasons that the soccer historians uh, online uh, like to tell us about, you know, that kind of got destroyed. And it was rebirthed, um, you know, when I was young and World Cup 1994 was a, a watershed moment. Were you guys even born then? No. 
2000. So you guys, uh, it was a huge, huge, uh, huge change and kind of shocked the world. And the World Cup 94 still remains the highest attendant World Cup uh, in history, even though uh, there was less games at those that tournament than there is now. The World Cup's coming in 2026. So you guys going to uh, try to go to those games? Oh, yeah, that'll be a fantastic guys trip in 2026. Yeah, so so you get it's it. We have a few years to to plan ahead, and that was kind of one of the questions that I was gonna ask as far as like stay in contact because we've we've talked about in this conversation the three of you guys kind of going in different directions at college, and I'm kind of getting the vibe that you guys never lost contact when you went off to your different universities. No, no, I mean um, we we can go like a few weeks, even uh, a month or two months without like. Uh, maybe sending a text like um, college seasons are like super hectic super busy um, but uh, whenever we reconnect it's like just picking back up where we left off and uh, whenever we come back for the summer it's like like we didn't even didn't even leave like uh, we love hanging out with each other and it, it'll always be that way and we'll always uh, make time to to get together in the future because uh, we have such a great time doing it I'm go to you Mike I'm gonna kind of see kind of uh, some comments on this this last summer here um you missed a large part of 2022 through through injury um what does it mean to be healthier now and then for this to possibly be like the last time in like a structured competitive environment play with these guys yeah i mean i'm just trying to enjoy every moment i have you know with with guys who have who have also been at the club and then just all the new talent and all the young guys we're bringing in you know trying to to do the best i can to to help them realize like the opportunity they have and the the careers that they could have ahead of them you know trying to help them reach their potential but i mean uh in terms of us you know like i said we're we're just enjoying every moment that that we can while we can still do it and uh for me it's 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 really nice to to have like my legs feeling good again and uh not having to deal with any injuries like i have the last uh last summer that's understandable i know uh, i mean you were an amazing teammate you were at almost just about every single event even though you weren't able to play uh at all and you guys all have a lot of heart and a lot of spirit and i admire i mean the summer soccer season and club it's very transient you know a couple guys might be here for a couple games and here and there but i mean that's a big reason why guys get you out here is because you guys do actually have a, a story arc together and you know you've been very loyal to the club and coming back throughout your college years mm-hmm. yeah i think i mean the biggest part in that is is it gives us a put what gives us such a great place to come back to and want to keep continue to playing for the club is just just everyone involved you know whether it be all the elmwood elite such as yourself and all of the uh the fans and all of uh you know the ownership with with Nick and Theo, and then uh, obviously obviously Vinny coming into the fold here, and uh, I just think everything uh, that the club's done in our time here has been nothing short of uh, of awesome for us, and it gives us a great place to to come and be able to enjoy all these moments with each other. Bobby, what, what would you have to say uh, on the same kind of line of question? No, I would just say like exactly what he was saying is that um, throughout the USL two, I think. OCFC has done one of the best jobs in connecting like ownership through fans with the players on the team like having like genuine relationships like playing video games playing golf like everything actually hanging out in their free time and like 
after a game where we go to the bar and like hang out with the fans i think that's like really important uh, especially for like a community aspect and then like you guys are stepping into your, your professional lives do you think that uh in the summers ahead you guys might be uh, in the stands rooting or maybe try to to, to come back and play some more well, well we'll see if we can keep our fitness levels high enough to, to come back and play but uh no we'll, we'll be oakland county fans for life <laughs> very good very good is there any like parting thoughts that you guys have like you have a unique moment here where you still have some games to play but uh like i said a lot of it uh you guys have already accomplished are there any any thoughts you'd like to share before we end our conversation um i'd say uh one thing that we've been we've been talking about recently is just like um the the little moments of like being part of like a a club or a team um for for a short period of time what like not specifically soccer related like like going on road trips uh like to to away games or something and um those those times with like a few of your teammates in the car on a team bus like those are those are memories that you make that'll that'll last a long time and that's really what you'll go back to to look at and then especially um uh certain moments in games like like bob's uh weak weak footed volley that, that that'll be something that we remember forever so it's um just uh trying to make a um collection of those memories um this last uh, go around that we have here the other gentlemen have any other to add yeah no i think it was it was well said by kevin but you know we're just trying to enjoy and and we're just thankful for for everything that uh the ownership and, and all the coaches and everything have done for us you know it's it's been awesome to uh be able to represent you know wh- where we're from and have so many guys that that are from around here that we get to continue to play with and uh that we can be able to come back and, and enjoy our hometowns in the summer and not have to have to go off and, and live with without our families and all of that. So it's been awesome, and uh, we can't thank everyone involved enough. Yeah, for some context, like these summer leagues, some people, you know, other teams have players come from all over the country and some even internationally, and uh, that's uh, an aspect of mm-hmm. your elite local players playing at uh, a local team um, I, I really like that aspect mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, for sure. You know, we don't like we, we obviously have a few few players that we house every year, but for the most part, it's just guys from anywhere within 45 minutes of, of Oakland County kind of kind of all coming together. And, and it's guys we've we've grown up with and guys obviously with us three having having the closest connection but other guys who who we who we've played like in one step or the other throughout our whole lives with so you know it's it's awesome to kind of have also that with the community aspect to the team you know having the having these guys that all live within 30 minutes of each other come and play together yeah i mean we were talking about earlier like us three all going to stony and north hill but like then there's like chase there's dj there's uh dimitri like all within Rochester area. And I think like a lot of these um, USL two teams, maybe you say you only have like two weeks or three weeks to prepare for a season, but all of us for like years have been playing with or against each other. So it's less of a gap to bridge with each other because we'll just pick up where we left off when we played with each other last. So I think that's pretty cool. So what's in the water in Rochester that there's so many good players in this area that come from there? Is there something about the RSC program that really sparked the love for it? I mean, genuinely. I'd say, I'd say in general, there's, a, I mean, compared to other, like, with a state with such a big 
population relative to the rest of the U.S. I think there are a lot of good clubs within the metro Detroit area which are kind of putting out players and then also with some of the other like Rochester and some of the other clubs within the area have done well to like create players so yeah well thank you gentlemen the Rochester trio I really appreciate uh your time and insights in the stories and all all the uh the images and videos of your youth that you've shared for this uh, program. Thank you so much for letting uh, uh, sharing your play on the field with us and uh, sharing your thoughts here on this program. I appreciate it. Yeah, Thank you, thanks Rob. so much, Rob. Thanks for having us. Once again, I'm Robert Kerr. want to say special thanks to NZ Multimedia for uh, producing this program. Uh, uh, this interview is very insightful and thank you so much and thank you to uh kevin buka bobby harris and uh big mike malarani for joining us here on the program Thank you so much to Bobby Harris, Kevin Buka, Mike Melarani, the Rochester Trio for spending so much time with me on the Michigan Soccer Central podcast. Uh, be sure to check these guys out in action while you can. Saturday night, uh, the 8th of July at Royal Oak High School Stadium, and then AFC Ann Arbor out in Ann Arbor midweek, and then the season finale the 16th of July in Royal Oak to face what hopefully is a win and get in against AFC Ann Arbor. Be sure to check out our uh, our podcast feed, well over 100 episodes of the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast, and be sure to watch the video and subscribe to the Michigan Soccer Central YouTube channel. Thanks, as always, to Jenny Hajnaki for editing the program. Thanks to NZ Multimedia Productions for shooting the video. And thank you to the Michigan Soccer Central Core team. And, of course, you, the viewer, listener, and follower. So, lots of good stuff uh, to be had. It's summer, but uh, the local scene is uh, hot as ever. So, until next time, everybody, please take care of yourselves and enjoy your soccer.